Hello, 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 and welcome to Impact. We're so glad that you could be here to join us. Grab your pen, grab your paper, sit down, and get ready for a rhema word that God has in store for you. Glory to God. Hey, I appreciate all of you who are here today. Um, I want you to do me a favor and just write something in the comments. Just say good morning to somebody. Um, that's right. You see names in, in the comment section of people who are here. I want you. To, I just want to challenge the, the group here. Just reach out and say good morning to somebody. Hallelujah. Listen, I believe that um, God has a message for all of us today. Um, and I believe that it's going to speak directly to what it is that we are going through, what it is that we need and um, show what he is doing for us in this season. Come on, turn with me to the book of 2 Samuel, the third chapter. 2 Samuel, the third chapter. And we're going to begin around verse 39. 2 Samuel, the third chapter, verse 39. Now, 39 is actually the last verse in this book. And it reads, And I am weak today, Though anointed, now this is uh, David speaking, though anointed king, and these men, the sons of Zariah, are too harsh for me. The Lord shall repay the evildoer according to his wickedness. According to his wickedness. Now here we see that David is uh, in a certain way. He's, he's feeling something. Something is going on. And he says um, um, some things here. Um, he says, I am weak, but anointed king. I am weak, but anointed. So I'm, I'm looking at these things. And it's like, man, that is a true oxymoron. That's when, you know, um, we uh, common uh, words were an oxymoron is a figure of speech in which contradictory terms appear in conjunction. Um, let me give you an, an example. Um, some of you know that there's um, a, an over-the-counter medication called Icy Hot. You know, Now, here you have two things that are in contradiction to one another, um, but they are uh, congruent. They are together. Some other um, uh, common oxymorons is uh, a bittersweet. Uh, how about this? Well, that's the same difference <laughs> in how about... Orderly confusion. Wait a minute, how can you be orderly and be in the midst of confusion? But so here you have these um, oxymorons that, that are in uh, contradictory uh, 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 and they're, they're counter to one another, but in conjunction at the same time. See, we live in a society and our way of thinking, it is impossible to be two things at the same time. You can't be tall and short. You can't be coming and going. You can't be happy and sad. You can't be right and wrong at the same time. It is this mentality that has caused us to develop a certain type of persona. What are you talking about, preacher? Well, I'm talking about this. We put on a false face and travel through life every day like everything is all right because we don't want people to see or know how we really feel. Amen. At, at, at some point at work, how about this? At work, we show the face of, oh, it's so good to see you. But really, uh, we feel I just want to do my job and go home. Or 
just please leave me alone. That's how we feel on the, on the inside, but on the outside, we're showing something else. At home, we tell our, our spouses, everything is going to be all right, and not to panic, but inside, we are struggling and saying, Lord, if you don't hurry up, I don't know what I am going to do. How about this? Then we come to church, the place where we should be able to be ourselves, hallelujah, and be free. But we don't want people to think less of us or realize that we don't have it all together. How about this? So we put on this false face of sanctification. <laughs> Example, we'll say something like, praise the Lord, everybody. Ha, I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Um, but down on the inside, I'm hurting. I'm messed up. I got some issues that I don't have, have uh, 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 together. I have some things going on in my world that I feel like you wouldn't understand. I got some things that is happening to me right now. Understand this. This does not negate your salvation. Glory to God. Somebody say, I'm still saved. I'm still saved. I'm still saved, even though I'm going through, even though I'm struggling. And how about this? When my struggles is, it has, has been um, uh, amplified or illuminated for everybody to see. And now I'm dealing with everybody's commentary about what they think I should do or what they think is going on with me. Uh, see, we see that we're in this situation that uh, um, we try to mask everything that's that's going on. Let me give you some um, 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 background here. Let me go back here to, to the text. In our text, David, who has at this point has been anointed by Samuel to be the king, he had already defeated Goliath 15 years prior um, to, to this. Israel has been divided into two kingdoms, the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom, which is called Judah. He, uh, and David is the king of Judah or the southern kingdom, while Ishbosheth um, is another one of Saul's uh, uh, sons. He is the king of Israel. See, let me give you some background here. This story was very detailed, and, and, and so um, let me just get, um, lay it out for you. Here, um, there's a war between the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah, and each side, and, and each side had a general. Um, uh, Israel had Abner, and Judah had Joab. Glory to God. The Bible says that Abner made himself strong for the house of Saul. Ishbosheth accused Abner of sleeping with Saul's concubine named Respa. This didn't sit right with Abner because he was loyal to the house of Saul. So he leaves Ishbosheth in the northern kingdom and comes to David and tells David it's time for Israel to become united and that David should be the king of all of Israel. This is what he was anointed to be. Let me just pause right here. Um, so you see Abner has coming to, to David, and now he is uh, um, sharing with David what he, um, has, what he knows, and that is, listen, David, you have been anointed to be king of 
all of Israel, not just the southern region, not just the northern region, but it's now time, hallelujah, that you become king. You see that when Ishbosheth had had uh, accused Abner of, of, of doing this thing, um, Abner, somebody say the, the, the veil was removed. The veil was removed from Abner's eyes that he now understood that this man, David, should be king. Abner says to David, he can make it happen and the people will gladly follow along. David sent Abner away in peace to make it happen. In other words, David gave Abner his blessing. Abner had changed size, glory to God, and he is now uh, uh, putting um, his, his, his trust, his faith behind David. And now he's going, he's going to set these things up for David to become king of all of Israel. Now, Abner had killed Joab's brother earlier on uh, uh, in battle. And when Joab heard that Abner came to David and David sent him away in peace, Joab felt that Abner was trying to deceive David and entrapped him. So he sent troops after Abner and he had Abner captured and then killed by stabbing him in the side. David, when he hears of Abner's death, here it comes, he tears his clothes and refuses to eat anything. Abner died as a fool dieth because he was ambushed. This is David talking. Because he was ambushed and killed by surprise. David curses Joab and his family. Glory to God. Now, um, let, let me just give us some kind of uh, uh, a context, some, some greater context. When, when we read the, in the scripture in the 39th verse, and David was talking about Zariah's sons, and by which Joab was a part of. Now, Zariah was David's sister. And so her, her sons were his nephews. Now, the scripture tells us that David was a man of war. In other, in other words, he was a bad something, glory to God. The scripture lets us know that David was very gifted in the uh, uh, area of fighting and in the area of war. But there is something about David in this, in this context. We recognize that uh, um, David is a, a, a bad boy. In other words, he's very good at what he does. But then there was these sons, these nephews, Zariah's boys, who was better than David. Glory to God. And so David is lamenting or sharing with God. He's like, listen, I have no control over these, these boys. I have no control of these guys. These guys only know one way of doing things, and that's their way. And because they are so strong, I feel like I am weak concerning them. Somebody say David had an issue. David had an issue because he recognized the situation that he was in, that he could not physically take care of it. The situation that he was in, he could not take care of it, hallelujah, mentally, because these sons of Zariah were out of control. Uh, this is the part that I, I want to get to. Uh, when, when David says this, I, uh, uh, I am weak today, glory to God. David is being very specific. Somebody say specific. specific. Sometimes we can go through something today in this second, and we feel like all hope is gone. We feel like uh, my, my tomorrow is going to be just like my today is. But listen, beloved, 
God is trying to share something with us that you might be feeling some kind of way today, but God is still in control. God still has the power. God still will take care of the situation no matter what. I just want to say right now that there may be a time in your life when a situation makes you feel weak, glory to God. Mm. There may be something that stops you right there in your tracks, right there in your steps. But understand this, you will come to a point in your Christian walk where you you stop and look and uh, you, you stop and look up to heaven. Somebody say look up to heaven. Look up to heaven. And ask God, why me? And maybe even God, do you care? about what's going on with me. Hallelujah. Understand this. God is not intimidated by your questions. Glory to God. God is not going to become depressed because you asked him a question. Yeah, I I, I know that the, the old church would say, oh, you can't question God, but God wants you to, to ask those questions. He wants you to inquire with him about your situation, your circumstance, your problem, your finances. Glory to God. There is nothing that you can ask that he will not that will not surprise him. God understands everything, but he wants you to talk to him. Let me just slow down a little bit. I truly believe when you get to the point where you begin to question God, that this is the very point he wants you to be. He wants you to be there to ask the questions of him so that he can give you the answer. One of the things is when we humble ourselves and ask God, God, what's going on? God, I don't understand. God, you you see this problem. We like to uh, uh, ask people who can't give us the answer. I I will say this, Austin, why did you do that? And Austin will say, I don't know. And now I'm still frustrated. So I'll go back to Austin again. Austin, can you tell me what happened on the Monday that caused you to say this? And Austin gives me the answer, I don't know. Um, And I'm still frustrated with this, but God wants you to come to him with the question. He wants you to come to him because when you come to him, you recognize or you establish between you and him that he is Lord. Hallelujah. That he is Lord and that he is in control. There it is. Because it is here that you begin to open your heart and open your mouth and begin to worship him. And there is something about worship when you begin to worship God. Here it comes uh, for who he is. He begins to work something in you. Somebody say something in me. He begins to work something in you. You worship and cry out, Lord, you are a deliverer. He begins to pull you out of that mess. Hallelujah. Lord, you are a healer. He begins to heal your body. Lord, you are a way maker. He begins to show you the way out. You cannot worship God for who he is and he does not do what you said he is. When you worship God, hallelujah, here it comes. When you worship God and you begin to declare who he is, he begins to show up in that area of your life. Many times, hallelujah, when we see it is a it's a natural human instinct instinct to want to be in control. We want to be in control of everything. And and I know this because when we are um, 
with our friends and family, we often boast about our strengths. Amen. We often talk about, oh, yeah, you know, I wish somebody would come up in here. Hallelujah. I wish somebody would say something to me. See, it's in that, that time of feeling um, strong that we begin to boast about our abilities. And as long as we're talking about ourselves, we don't give God credit. But here we see David in a situation. He says, I am weak. But I'm anointed. Hallelujah. I am weak to be king, but I'm uh, I am weak right now in this situation, but I'm still anointed. In other words, I don't understand God. You know, um, I, I can't control these the, these boys. I can't control these nephews of mine, but I'm the king. But here it is. I believe that God seats us in situations so that you will look to him. Because if not, then we will stay there and just be like, yeah, I'm all that. And I know I'm all that. But understand this, beloved, is that God has called us. Somebody say believers. Believers. He's called us to be in situations where we have to look to him. David said it. I am weak this day. This day is just a period of time. Hallelujah. This day is different than than other days. This day is. Uh, this day deals with the current situation. This day does not determine your destiny. Uh, that's very important. David was saying, I already killed the lion. I already killed the bear. I already killed Goliath. I already been delivered from Saul's attempts on my life. But this day I am weak. If David would have stayed there with all of his, his trophies and his triumphs, the arrogance of the flesh would have taken over. But David recognized that, listen, God, this situation I cannot handle. This, these, these people that I'm dealing with are not listening to me. I, I, I can't do this thing without you. In other words, devil, don't get it twisted. I might not be up to par right now, but I am anointed king. And another day is coming. Glory to God. Another day is coming. You may be depressed on this day. You may be weak on this day. You might be discouraged on this day. You might be strung out on this day. You might feel hopeless on this day. You might be confused on this day. You might feel weak on this day. But I just want to encourage you and let you know that you are already anointed in another day is coming. Glory to God. Second Corinthians, uh, the 12th chapter around the 10th verse, Paul says it like this. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and in, in necessities and persecution and distress for Christ's sake. Somebody say for Christ's sake. For, Christ's sake. for when I am weak, then I am strong. You may be weak right now, but let me tell you something. You are stronger than you realize. Glory to God. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. David said, I am this day weak though anointed. This That means that he's royalty. He's been anointed king. Watch this. The Bible says this in 1 Peter, the second chapter, around the ninth verse. It says this. But ye are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should know for 
ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness. Somebody say out of darkness. Into his marvelous light. You are a royal priesthood and are already anointed. But let me show you something that the anointing will get you. Hallelujah. Romans, the eighth chapter, around the 15th verse. It says this, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but yet, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. In other words, listen, you understand this, beloved, is that God is with you, but you have to cry out. God is ready, but you have to cry out. Understand this, we don't want to cry because we believe that thing that society has taught us is that if you are crying, then you're not a man or a woman. One of the things that whenever the enemy wants to come at you, glory to God, he will use people to tell you how much of a man or how much of a woman you're not. Hallelujah. Have you ever heard somebody say, listen, a real woman wouldn't say that. A real woman wouldn't do that. Understand this, beloved, is that as believers, every time you go back to using that language, glory to God, you you handcuff yourself. You, you you bind yourself, hallelujah, in a situation that your, your current today stays that way. Glory to God. One of the things that we see here that David said, listen, today I am weak, glory to God, but I am anointed. But he's talking to God. He's not trying to stay there. Hallelujah. Watch this. John, the 14th chapter, around the 12th verse, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you he do, because I'm going to my Father. Focus on this. This is the works that I do, shall you do also. In other words, Jesus was trying to let us know, you see all this stuff that I've done? You see all this stuff that I'm doing? You're going to do the same thing. And he goes a little bit further. And greater works than this will you do. Glory to God. He's already laid out the plan for you. He's already giving you the spoiler, hallelujah, for your life. He's already shown you what he's going to do for you. Glory to God. But understand this, beloved, you have to cry out to him. You have to talk to him. You have to communicate to him. I understand that, that we like to put on the facade that I got this thing all together. But those who are crying out realize that tomorrow is another day. Those who are crying out to God recognize that, listen, I'm coming out of this thing, glory to God. Those who are crying out to God uh, uh, understands that, this is just a temporary situation that I'm in. And God is going to take care of the rest of the thing. Let me, let me go a little bit further here. The problem that we have is that we rely so much on what we feel. What I feel will often lie to me. Glory to God. What I feel, hallelujah, will often lead me to that path of destruction because I feel it. And watch this, beloved. Even, thank you, Lord. Even when I, I recognize um, somebody messed up. Remember I said earlier when I was asking Austin um, a question, well, why'd you do this? And he said, I don't know. Hallelujah. But when somebody gives us an answer and you know that the answer is wrong, we want to tell them all. Glory to God. But we do it in a slide way. What do you mean? You're the one who's been saved for, for X amount of years. You're the one who told me that. Glory to God. 
understand that they don't understand. They don't know why they're in the situation. But God does. And he's waiting for you to tell him and stop telling them. Because if they could change the situation, they would do it. See, understand that. I, and thank you, Lord. When people are in a, a, a season of deception, and amen, we've all been there. When, when we are hearing something and we're believing it, I believe that I was born this way, glory to God. That's a, a, that's a place of deception, glory to God. You are deceived. The scripture says that you are beautifully and wonderfully made in the image and likeness of God. Hallelujah. I'm going someplace. We're in that place of, 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 of deception. We're being deceived. The scripture says when your brother is overtaken in a fault. Ye who are spiritual, restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Hallelujah. God is waiting for you to tell him. God is waiting for you to cry out to him. God is waiting for, and hallelujah. When you cry out to him in, in earnest, God will begin to work in that area. The reason why you're still struggling is because you're fighting against God. You're fighting against what he's telling you. He's like, because uh, you want to say, listen, God, I got this. I got this. Come here, Austin. You got to understand this. The reason why you're this way and that way and this way and that way is because. And Austin is standing there like this. Mm -hmm. Understand this, beloved. But when we cry out to God, God, you see the situation. God, you see the problem. He begins to work in that area. Watch this. When Satan is introduced in the Old Testament in Genesis, the third chapter, he is called the serpent. Somebody say the serpent. The serpent. That's the past. When, when we get to the New Testament in First Peter 5 and 8, Peter calls him a roaring lion. Somebody say that's the present. That's the present. In Revelation 12, uh, verses 7 and 9, he is called the dragon. Somebody say that's the future. That's the future. He goes from the serpent to a lion to a dragon. Somebody has been feeding him, and so he's been growing and growing. God cursed him and said he will eat from the dust of the ground. But understand this, God formed man out of the dust of the earth. So in the past, he has been feasting on mankind. In the present, he is feasting on mankind. And in the future, he will feast on mankind. But what mighty, what a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Psalms 91 and 13 says this. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the cobra, that's the serpent. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. That's talking about Jesus. But remember, Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also. Hallelujah. And greater works than this will you do. So when, when the devil tries to attack, here it comes, when you are weak with the stuff from your past, when he tries to discourage you in your present, and when he says, I will get you in the future, you must remember that and let the devil know that I am this day weak. But I am anointed and begin to tread upon the serpent for stuff in your past. Tread upon the lion about the mess in your present and tread upon the dragon when he says I will destroy your destiny. Because you and I may be weak on this day, but we are anointed. 
you and I may be going through on this day, but we are anointed. You and I may have gone through in our past, but we are still anointed. You and I may be going through right now in our present, but we are still anointed. Stop taking what the enemy is giving you. Here we see David's sister had these boys who was just out of control. They only knew one way of doing things, and that was fighting. Now, David wasn't absent to fighting, but he recognized that there were some other things that needed to take place. There was some diplomacy that needed to take place. There were some things that needed to happen in peacetime. Every day is not a fight. Why are you fighting? Some of us have situations right now that we're in, but we're constantly fighting against it because we won't give it to God. I feel like I'm weak, so I'm going to fight even harder. There's something ab about recognizing uh, where you are. And when you recognize that, you have to cry out. Father, I'm dealing with this. Father, my, my daughter is not acting right. Father, my parents are going through. Lord, I don't know what's happening with grandma. Father, my finances are just in the trash. When we cry out, we open up that area of our life for God to work through. Stop fighting. The scripture used um, fighting, they use the word striving. Stop fighting against yourself. Stop striving against God, but give it to him and watch him turn that situation around. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for who you are. Father, you see where we are in this season. You see where we are in this place, Father. Father, we thank you right now for turning our situations around. Father, you see the financial struggle that we're in, Lord God. Father, I thank you right now for turning that around. Lord God, you see where we've been struggling in our faith. Your, your word says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Father, I thank you for increase, Lord God. Increase our faith, Father, so that we can get out of this today situation, so that we can get into tomorrow, Lord God. Father, I thank you for what you're saying in this season. I thank you, Lord God, for what you are providing in this season. I thank you, Lord God, for what you're telling us right now. Today, we are weak, but yet anointed. Father, I thank you, Lord God. I thank you for what you're saying. And I thank you for moving on our behalf in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we pray. God bless you. God bless you. Understand this, beloved, is that David's situation is not like ours. David had to acknowledge that that these these sons of, of of his sister, his nephews, were more than what he could handle. They were more. He was he was a bad dude, but as my father would say, there's always something or somebody that's better than you. 
He was in a situation where he had no control. Here, this was a, a, a situation where the, the, the kingdom was about to be united um, by um, diplomacy. The kingdom was about to be united um, without fighting. But his nephews had killed the one that was going to help usher this in. I don't know about you, but I don't want to keep fighting in this today. I don't want to stay in this today situation. Thank you, God. I mentioned before that that what moves God is our faith. And God has given all of us a measure of faith. One of the things is, is that when you when you have a situation that's bigger than your faith, then what do you need? More faith. And who can give that to you? The scripture says this. Well, of course, God can give it to you, but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Sometimes we have to position ourselves to hear from God. Sometimes we're going to have to um, separate for a season to hear from God so that he can increase our faith so that we can move out in him. Some of us is trying to operate are trying to operate um, in yesterday's faith. But we have a today situation that's bigger than what yesterday was. God is the only one who can give that to us. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. You can tell that um, this thing uh, uh, means something um, with me um, today. There was something that um, Sarah and I were talking about earlier in, in, in the week. That, that caused me, I was going to go in another um, direction, but I have been meditating on that thing um, since then. And I recognize that, that God is trying to change our situation by changing our mind. It, it's amazing how we go back to the things of old when we're uncomfortable. It's amazing how we go back to the things that we used to say and the things that we used to talk about when we're in an unfamiliar place. But God is trying to tell us this, beloved, is that when we begin to cry out and worship him, he will occupy that specific area of newness. There it is. That specific place where you've never been before. That specific situation that you've never seen before. God is trying to get in there and say, listen, I understand that, 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 that you're tough. I understand that that you are smart. I understand that, that you have all of that in, in this, but let me in this area so that I can increase you. Let me in this area where I can show you me. Let me in this area where I can take care of this problem. God is trying to get this thing to us. Some of us have been in this place of just being stuck because we won't let God in. God is trying to let us know that he wants to take over that thing. David said, I'm weak. In other words, I don't have what I need to take care of the situation. But you do. I don't have this. I don't have it all. Yes, I'm king. And I look very kingly. I'm dressed appropriately. I, I, I'm well groomed in this area, 
but these people are too much for me. These people are, are doing stuff. They're, they're doing too much. I can't handle it, but you can. God bless you. Listen, um, it's offering time. Um, we invite um, you to send your tithe and your offering to Impact Fellowship. Um, I, I wanted to, we got some questions here about um, uh, baptism and whether we're going to have baptism. Um, yes, we're going we're, we're gonna, to um, do baptism um, and we're going to talk about that as soon as everybody gets, gets back. Um, but I want us to, to be focused on this situation. We got to get out of this today. We got to get out of this situation that we are in today. God wants us to be in this, be in our new tomorrow. Glory to God. Um, greater works will you do. Greater works will you do. But you got to trust God. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Listen, uh, reach out to us. Um, you can you can find us um, on our Instagram, and Austin's going to put that up um, on our um, email address. Um, you can you can uh, reach us uh, at the following there. Um, take advantage of this this time. Take advantage of of of, of letting me sow into you. Um, you can reach me. Um, at these um, uh, things as well. Amen. Amen. Listen, um, beloved, I'm believing God for miracles um, for you and your family in this season. I know that um, this coming th um, Thursday, we will be observing Thanksgiving uh, and a lot of us will be um, with family members. Um, if, if you are having dinner, you know someone who is is going to be alone. Invite them to come along with you. Um, let's let's fellowship. Um, let's take advantage of being together. Even if you're not having dinner uh, with one another, reach out to one another. Say how are you doing. Um, talk to each other. Um, encourage one another. Um, and watch and see what God does as He heals relationships. There it is. As as He. Uh, 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 reconcile, thank you, as he reconciled uh, um, sister to sister and brother to brother again, um, father to son and mother to daughter again, uh, a grandparent to, to, to grandchild again, and watch him do this um, for us, for you on this day. God bless you, and I want you to have a great week in God this week. That's right, this week on purpose. God bless all of you. Wow. Now that was a word. In spite of my situation, I'm still anointed. Mm. I think I want to go back and I think I want to go back and watch it again. Just to make sure I did not miss anything. I'm so glad you got to be here with us. Tune in next week for another amazing word from God. Thank you and have a blessed day on purpose.